So I go and I change usually in the parking lot. And I hate it because... Welcome back to the Backyard Bonfire, your weekly podcast for hopefully things that you like. We are your hosts, Frank and Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Uh, Not a whole lot, except (laughs) football's officially back, Frank. Let's go. First first full weekend of some football. And I got to tell you, I told Rob at the game. Because uh, for those who are in the know, we went to the first preseason game of the Bears because you won those raffle tickets that you talked about a while yes, back. Yes. P- pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a lot more confident 30 minutes before the game started. <laughs> in in what? The Bears it, themselves? Yeah. Granted, you know, I they, will say they won. It was a, a good-looking second half. Yeah. The problem with that is the second half is not the starters. It is not the players that needed to be playing, correct? So it's just funny. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of season left to play, man. Yeah. We will see. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm, 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 I think we have both expressed how excited we are for football this year. I'm so stoked. Me too. I can't wait. It's yeah. just the best time of year. Football is a time of year. It is the best yeah. time of year. That's when bonfire season like oh, really dude, comes into full just be swing. Be able to chill on a Sunday and watch some football. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. All right. What's up? <laughs> What's up with you, Frank? How you doing? Nothing. Not a lot. Staying busy. I got, uh, so I am going to steal a topic today. Okay. From the Taste Buds podcast, which is Sal, Vac- Sal from Impractical Jokers. Okay. He does it with, oh shit, what's the guy's name? Don't remember the other guy's name. Sorry, other guy. But... <laughs> They <laughs> they argue food topics, you know, what is better, what's the better this or that, uh, you know, et cetera. So a lot like of that kind podcast. of stuff. Yes, it, it is a great podcast. It's a good listen. They're both hilarious, and they're both very aggressive in their stances. So oh, like it'll be I like French Toast versus Waffles, and all they do is, like, just trash each other. It is hilarious. Yeah, you see, because so, we're too agreeable, right? That's. Yeah, but it's also, I think you have to pick a side and then you fight for that side. Yeah. You know, there is no you defend convincing, it, yeah. you know, it, it's all defense and it's awesome. It is hilarious. But so they discussed, and I want to start this kind of off of what they said, but then we'll go into it. So what do you think, Andrew is the number one most delivered item in the world? Delivered item, delivered item. Pizza. Okay, so you're going food. Oh, do I have options beyond? Oh, okay, so I have options could, beyond. Could be food. anything. Okay, you see, because you know, Taste Buds is the name of the podcast. So that's yeah. okay. So I will go. It's got to be some kind of food, right? Yeah, my my first two guesses were pizza or coffee. Okay, so here's the thing that they have that their argument was was what was more delivered or is or was. Yeah. Pizza or milk? Who gets milk delivered anymore? Not anymore, but it was the thing to be delivered. Yeah, but we're not talking about the thing back then to be delivered. We're talking about what's being... No, but it is the most delivered thing. So oh, like, like ever? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Easy, then. What? What do you got? Boxes. 
that's stupid. You know, no. you know, Every, really know how to ruin it, Andrew. <laughs> Every, I'm a win on technicality. Everything comes in a box. Boxes are the most delivered thing. All right, then I'm going to go tape. I'm oh, mm. No, I'm confident in boxes over tape. Yeah, but how many times do you ship tape, you think? I mean, you can ship tape in a box. That's what I'm saying. There's more tape on that box than there is the box. Uh, I'm going by How weight. many times do you ship boxes in a box? I'm going by weight. Box. Oh, what? Well, what if you're getting a 10-pack of boxes in a, in a box? What if you're getting a 10-pack of tape in a box? And the box is taped shut. What what if it's the box where you just, like, punch it out to, like, rip it open, you know? It's not tape shut. There's still more tape per box, then. No, because then it's, it's like, glue instead of tape. Yeah, I understand. But if you're getting that box delivered in tape, there's more tape. All right. Anyways, what what what, what are our other options? Yeah, pizza or milk. That's what their argument was. <sighs> no, it's stupid. It's pizza, 100%. Really? I mean, there was so much. Dude, everybody got milk delivered. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know how, like, you look at the graphs of the human population, and it's like yeah, 3,000 years okay. ago, 2,000 so years ago, So let's do it based on ago, inflation. And then it just, like, shoots up. Yeah. Let's do I, it with inflation in mind. So, like, per capita? Yeah. Oh, pizza. Really? Here's the thing. You I didn't really have a stance one way or another. I was just going to take whatever you didn't. Yeah, that's fair. Um, here's the thing. You're getting milk delivered once a week for a family. I'm ordering three pizzas every week if I can. Every week? No, I can't. That's the thing. You got to think. When milk was being delivered, almost every single family was getting milk delivered, right? On a weekly basis. Yeah. Yes, there's a shit ton of pizza being delivered, but not every family is ordering pizza, especially once a week. I mean, how often do you really get pizza delivered? I think a lot of families make it like a thing once a week. You get pizza once a week i think some fam yeah i i know actually multiple people who like friday's pizza day i don't know anybody that day. i've heard that but i've only ever seen that on tv Granted, i've never heard of a real person going oh friday's pizza day i don't know what's consumed more pizza or milk but i think pizza's being delivered at a, more than milk now nah, but you think like overall more pizza has been delivered than milk yeah, just by volume, like per capita. I don't know. However you want to put it, people are eating a lot more pizza than they are drinking milk. But uh, yeah, but not back like, then. You see, here's the thing: I wasn't around back then, so I don't know how common it was. Let's see. I just a brief a brief history of home milk delivery. This is what we're talking about. This is this is the things. This is drinkmilk.com. <laughs> oh, how okay. about the dairyalliance.com? You see, I feel like these websites might be just a teensy bit biased. That's like saying, oh, we should go to pizzaorders.com to see how many pizzas are delivered. Milk was delivered almost daily because there was no refrigerators. Uh, but also, it's not gallon size. It's like pint size, probably. That doesn't matter. If I get a large pizza or a small pizza, you're counting it as a pizza. I see what so, you're saying. I, so, daily milk delivery, whether it was a quarter gallon or what. We need to standardize this somehow. 
like on a per pound or like just volume or nutritional no, it's, value. It, it, no, 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 no. It would be amount, not but amount as in of the product, number of times delivered. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I'm ordering milk daily. I'm ordering a pizza and it's lasting me multiple days. That that's not the question. This is the the, the the part. You know how that part says delivery in the question. That's what yeah, we're arguing. I understand that, Frank. But if we don't standardize sizes, no, we're not standardizing. I'm standardizing that the question is the amount of times that item was delivered. Yeah, I'll still go pizza just because <laughs> just based on <laughs> the exponential growth of humanity. Why did we stop having milk deliveries? Because we have refrigerators. You answered that earlier, man. <laughs> Let's see. When? Ooh. How much money do you think a milkman made? Like, Isn't that crazy? Per, like, there used to be a hour. job of a milkman. Yeah. We're, we're talking dollar per hour? Uh, no, annual salary. Uh, What year-ish? What decade? So I'm trying to look. I have no idea. It doesn't have a year. I'll go six grand a year. It was the the top twenty five percent or the top seventy five percent made just under fifty thousand dollars a year, and the median uh, salary was twenty two thousand a year. What do you think separates a good milkman from a great milkman? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's got to be just the area, right? Like, do you think it's like just like volume of customers or like do they like go the extra mile and like not sleep with your wife while you're at work? See, this is so this is. I made a terrible joke and you didn't even give me. No, I I got it. Sleeping. I got it. I was just busy reading, but not sleep with your wife. Um, This is making it sound like there's milkmen still today. There's no way, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, grocery stores got to get their milk from somebody. The salaries of milkmen in the U.S. currently range from 17 to 47 with a median of 22. I'm sure you could get like a glass bottle milk delivered to you still. I wouldn't yeah, but surprised. do you think there's no way there's milkman, milkmen, men. They're milk people now. Yeah, oh, man. Okay. milk delivery driver. I don't know. Here's the thing, Frank. You can order anything on the internet, and someone will deliver it to you, and that makes sense. I'm them... sure you could deliver. I'm sure. I'm not. I... Yes. Right, but milk. you want someone the... to exclusively deliver milk? No, no, no. I'm just. It's funny that there was someone. Who... Well, I think back then it's you know it's a dairy farm, dairy ranch. Like the farmer hires a guy just to deliver milk. Mm-hmm. Because he's got to okay. take care of his cows. In 1963. 30% of consumers in the U.S. were having milk delivered. So oh, okay. 10 years later, by 1975, that number had dropped only 7%. In 2005, it was at 0.5%. Okay, that's not nothing. That's the crazy and thing. And then it grew and just said it had been growing until the pandemic. So it had actually increased from I wonder, 2005 to 2010. I wonder if they're counting like... Because of the local food movement. So it was like people getting like uh, local milk. I wonder if that counts. Okay, so like that's, yeah, your local farmer. 
right or a yeah. local farmer's yeah. market and you set it up with the farmer i wonder if that counts though like what is it uber eats where you like get it delivered from target Am- or Amazon i think so Fresh hey, if we're talking about delivered it is delivered but but does that count as a milkman for no, that no, study not as a mil- not as a milkman no but, but it counts as a milk delivery Oh, it counts as milk delivery, sure. Oh, you see, because when you add groceries into the thing, people go through milk kind of fast. Yeah. But then now people I... are also getting frozen pizzas. Are you but, counting that as a pizza delivery? Well, if it's a grocery, right? Okay. I mean... Unless I you're not counting it because technically it's not, like, ready-to-eat pizza. Right, because you still got to put in the work. I don't so the, view delivery of frozen pizza as delivery of pizza. Because you're okay. right. It's pizza but has you, to be ready. But milk eat. from the grocery store delivery counts as a delivered milk? Yeah, because it's ready to drink. Okay, I got you. I, I'm down with that. So the first milk deliveries were happening in the 1860s. I would venture forth a guess milk deliveries have been happening for millennia before then. <laughs> Before then, yeah, but do you think there was much? Uh, I was just gonna say, do you think there was milk before then? I but gar- obviously there's, there's been cows. <laughs> I guarantee you, somewhere, someone somewhere carved into stone a contract. You're gonna deliver me one cow's worth of milk every day, and I'm gonna pay you two rocks. Yeah, but when do you think they started? People started drinking milk. Uh, as soon as they realized they could. Long so, time you know, ago. When did people start milking cows? Long. What time. do you think the first animal to be milked was? Now that's a fun question. <laughs> um, I have to imagine you mean by humans. Yes. And and okay, because okay, um, hmm. Like, how many times did they try an animal? Like, nah, that's not going to work. Nah, that's not going to work. No, nah, just like, what animal do you think they looked at first and was like, let's milk that? It has to be a cow, just based on, or a goat. Maybe a goat. Maybe a goat. I'm trying to find the first, the, the first. Okay, here we go. Humans first learned to consume milk from other mammals. Yeah. Uh, in the Neolithic Revolution. That was 9,000, 7,000 B.C. Yep. Damn. Long time ago. So, yeah, you got to think people were delivering milk way back 9,000 B.C., man. That's what it is. You milk your thing. You bring the milk into the village. Hey, village, you just got a milk delivery. There you go. I think I win. Just milk wins on that fact alone just because of how old milk is. Longevity, right? Yeah. Do you think it's... It'll ever be passed by pizza, or do you think it will always be ahead of pizza? I mean, I think it'll probably be passed just because of population growth. Like, yeah, okay, it was around in 9000 BC, but there was, what, three people then? So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, it's only one delivery. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, yeah. The milkman was delivering it to his own house. All right, Andrew, what do you think is the number one milk-producing country from cows? Is it not the U.S.? It is the U.S. Yeah. But what do you think is the number one sheep milk producer? Oh, um, 
It's either Ireland or New Zealand, like Australia. Those are my guesses. <laughs> Interesting. Neither of those are in the top ten. Okay, what what do we got for Australia? Or for uh, sheep? All right. Sheep is China and then Turkey. Oh. Yeah, I would not have guessed those. That's yeah. That's look at Ooh, this is the a things good one. we learned today. Alright, what about what about goat milk? Goat uh let's go with Greece. India. Oh, interesting. Greece is number three for sheeps, but Greece is not even in the top ten for goat. goat. The right. top India. The one and two for goat is milk in Bangladesh. That makes you see, I, I'm guessing small countries. I gotta be guessing bigger countries. You know, All right, now what about China. this is a very interesting one which I've never thought of before in my life. Buffalo milk. Uh it's gonna be either the US or China. We'll it's India. India. And then Pakistan. And India by a lot. They produce over 90 million metric tons of buffalo milk. I did not realize there was that many buffalo in India. I didn't know that you could milk a buffalo. I mean, obviously you can milk a buffalo. I didn't know it was a thing people were milking. What are we milking buffaloes for? Buffalo milk. Yeah, but like, I've never heard of that. I don't know if it's like higher fat or higher protein, but I've definitely heard of buffalo milk. Like, it has a I distinct taste. Know. Like, I've heard of, like, buffalo milk mozzarella. I still want to know what the first milk was. Like, what animal? <laughs> what animal? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning goat. Like, honestly, I'm leaning goat. Okay, so it, it says from regularly domesticated animals such as cattle, sheep, and goats. Okay, so now go, what was the first domesticated animal well cattle sheep and goats i'll bet you they're all very close in range all right if you want to just end the research there it's totally fine well hold on let me <laughs> what do i what do i google first domesticated animal yeah i don't know you're the you're the smart one here <laughs> first domesticated animal goats all right there you go go there we milk. go goats were probably the first animals to be domesticated Followed closely by sheep and cattle and chickens. You can't milk a chicken though, so can't milk a chicken. Actually, it doesn't even. Then it says oxen or horses. So I wonder if cattle's even behind that. I think someone ever tried to milk a horse. Can you not milk a horse? You can. It's just going to be a lot more difficult. If it's a mammal, you can milk it, Frank. <laughs> You can milk anything with nipples. That's pretty, that's pretty much how it goes. All right, so goats were probably the first animals to be domesticated, followed by sheep. In Southeast Asia, it started with chickens. Uh, people then domesticated oxen, horses, for obviously uh, work, like transportation. Yeah. Cows were easily domesticated. Um, because they're herbivores. It said herbivores are easy because they just graze. Yeah, it doesn't say it. when cows came into the picture. So I'm going to say, okay, goat milk is number one, man. Yeah, look at that. Goat goats. Goat goats. Goat, goat producer of milk. That's a, that's a play on words. The goat waste. Oh, the goat goat. I got you, the yeah. goat goat. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's an article from 2020 saying the return of the milkman. So I guess milk delivery was getting huge right before the pandemic. Maybe it's like because, uh, you know, like people get delivered the quarter cow. Same same idea. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's basically yeah. what he said. I, uh, that's one of those things where you I feel like now a milkman would be more expensive, right? Well, it'd be any other delivery service, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, like if you're getting something specific delivered, there's always like an added, what's the word, fee. Yeah, delivery fee. Yeah. So 2019 was, no, 2016 was the first year that there was actually an increase in milkmen since the 1950s. Who, I just want to meet a modern <laughs> milkman. Well, I'd imagine they're more just farmers that do, that are delivery people as well. Here's the other thing I'm struggling with, Frank. I know mm-hmm. that they drive, like, a big rig 18-wheel truck, and, like, they have the milk in the back, like, in a bunch of crates. I'm yeah. still picturing the old-timey milkman, like, with the hat, and they're carrying the jugs. If I had to milk. deliver milk currently, that's what I would wear. Right? Like, how can you not? <laughs> Like, if I'm getting milk delivered, that's what I want my milkman to look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, 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 how cool would it be if postmen still wore, like, the old postman outfits? Oh, Dude, yeah. Like, like, outfits and uniforms and shit were awesome back in the day. Now they're crap. Yeah. We, again. So we now they got, want us to be comfortable. <laughs> we just got back from Soldier Field. Every single uniform we saw was just, like, a polo and khakis. Yes. Basically. What is yeah, that? you imagine like security, what it used to be. It used to wear a full getup. Yeah. How do you feel about the uniform in general? Like any uniform? Yeah, any uniform. I like it. You like I a mean, good uniform? I like a, I don't know. You know what I don't like, and this is going to cause a big stir with some people. I don't like when military people wear their uniforms during their wedding. I get it. It's a thing. It, and I get it cool for them. I don't like it. But, like, I'm cool for people wearing their uniform when it's their job to wear their uniform. Yeah. And I think if you are supposed to wear your uniform, you should wear it correctly, right, and neatly. And, you know, if you're in your uniform, you need to act a certain way. 100%. I hate people that are, like, wearing, like, their, like, work stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they act like idiots. And it's like, you're representing that company or that whatever that is yeah. even if you're not on the clock you're wearing that like people that were like oh i work at target but i'm gonna go you know cause a hoopla at chipotle and i'm still wearing my target stuff it's like mm. well, you just you're making target look bad because now it's oh hey that person from target that's all they see yeah 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 and then target so, gets the backlash yeah so but i mean uniforms i i, I like i said old uniforms awesome current uniforms i get it they want us to be comfy but still and military uniforms only in the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't need to be wearing that shit outside. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Because it was like the go-to persuasive essay in school is, do you think we should have uniforms oh, in school? Yeah, yes, I remember that. You know, as as and I always wrote no. Now as an adult, my mind has changed. I, I think you would I, you would wear uniforms in school. I think uniforms like help. In a lot of ways, because, like, you know what you're wearing. 
I, I don't know. I, I see. I, I've seen so many studies because work. I believe I did like a real one about that, where there's a lot of studies that like, yes, it limits, um, you know, the, you know, bullying because everybody's wearing the same thing and mm-hmm. it saves time because you don't have to worry about it. But I've also read where it like inhibits creativity and individualism and stuff like that, you know? See, I would, I mean, you can still express your creativity in other ways. Granted, as an adult, I like to be able to express myself through the things I wear. Yeah. Sure. But, like, if you're a student, you know, it kind of creates a sense of unity. Like, you need, I think there's an, it's good for students to, like, feel united, even if they, it's like they all hate wearing uniforms. Right. At least, at least they're united in that feeling together. Yeah, I guess. And then there's always that one kid that has to, you know, wear their jacket inside out or something. That's fine. They're still wearing the uniform. They're disrespecting the uniform, but they're wearing the uniform. That's what I'm saying. I would never, dude, if I had a kid that went to a uniform school and they tried to do something, I'd be like, uh-uh. Like, you could be, put a ribbon in your hair or something if that's allowed, but you ain't turning your jacket inside out. <laughs> like, that's, that's you know, representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like they don't, like, even me, so I have a logoed, it's not a uniform, I guess it kind of is, but it's really just the shirt, but yeah. it has the logo on it. So technically, I'm not supposed to wear that outside of work. Okay. But, I mean, you used to have guys. Dude, back in the day, these yeah. guys would get off work and just go to the bar for, like, two hours, hammer down six beers, in yeah. their work shirts still. Yeah. Dude, I mean. So do you, like... Do you, like, change before you, like, hop in your car to leave work? Um, not usually my shirt. Sometimes I'll change out of my pants, depending on how dirty they are. Yeah. My shirt, usually, no. Okay. I should, but I also don't, I don't like changing when I get to work. Yeah. Because also, here's the thing. When I, I I don't, I wouldn't so much mind changing getting to work, but it's the getting ready to leave. I would hate to get out of dirty clothes and put on clean clothes when I know my body is dirty. Like yeah. if I'm gonna change from dirty to clean, I want to take a shower. Yeah, or it's like when it's like when you take off your socks and you're sweaty and it's hot outside. And like for whatever reason, you have a reason to put on socks. Like oh shit, I gotta run to the store or whatever. It's like you don't want to put on socks because like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. So I would hate to put on clean clothes still with a dirty body. That makes sense. So that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. Some guys change every day. I, I don't. I suppose I should. But then I'm also the type of guy that if I changed every day, I would leave that clothes at work until I was, like, out of clothes. Oh, and then you like, just bring home a pile. Of I would clothes. just bring home a pile of gross, smelly clothing. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm terrible with laundry. Terrible. Carissa hates it. I mean, just do it. <laughs> so I, when I go golf, I golf every Tuesday. Okay. And I change from work into my golf clothes because I have to my tea time is like five minutes after I get off of work. Right. OK. Yeah. So I just and the golf course is like two minutes away. So I go and I change usually in the parking lot. And I hate it because, like I said, I hate putting on clean clothes. I'm dirty, but I have to do it because I have no time. Yeah. But I'll do it. And the one thing that I do absolutely change is my socks. And the clothing usually I'll bring in because I have to wear I usually wear the jeans, you know, a day or two in a row 
mm-hmm. three days or five days. And <laughs> and the shirt, if it's halfway decent, you know, whatever, I'll wear that again. But the socks, I always throw in the back where my golf bag is. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just totally forget to bring them in, dude. I got like three pairs of socks in my car. And then yeah. one day Chris had to go back there and she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, I forget to go in the back of the car and grab them. And she's like, stop forgetting because that is disgusting. <laughs> I'm so bad with laundry stuff. You should have a little basket in your car for laundry. Like, oh, like a mini go. like a mini laundry basket. Yeah. See, we're we're about solving problems. That's what that's what we're doing. I need to buy new socks. I'm beginning to run low on I just restocked socks. Oh actually no, I just restocked socks and underwear. I need some pants. I need some shirts because I'm officially wearing large shirts. Hey, but it makes it look like I lost twenty pounds. Yeah, man, nice. Wait, did you go up in size or down in size? Up. Oh, my condolences. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was I wondering thought, what you were saying. You were so I happy. thought it was a reason to celebrate because for me, going to large would be a celebration. No, yeah, yeah, no. I went. So here's the thing mediums fit, right? Yeah. Some mediums are just a hair small, just a little snug. But the larges are just so much. They're so large. Like, I'm right in that middle zone where a large makes sense. Yeah. But it's also just a little big, and the right medium fits perfect. Yeah. Here's 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 the real problem. The larger size is more comfy because it's more flowy and whatever. Yeah. But the smaller sizes look better. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, because they're more form fitting. Yeah. Even though the form is round. Yeah. But like, so I started wearing some large shirts, and now I just can't go. But every medium shirt I put on, I feel like I'm completely constricted. Yeah, and and you feel like you get it like down your belly, and it's like, is it gonna go all the way over my belly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, I of yes. Of course it will, but just ugh. Yeah. yeah. And some of my favorite shirts are mediums, and I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. what do I do? Lose weight? <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. That'd be nonsense. You're what a dad. Do? You got to maintain that dad. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Train for a marathon? <laughs> yeah, you don't got time to train for a marathon. <laughs> Nobody got time day. for that. i can't even you know it is so hard to do anything in this house right now with two kids i can't even take a poop by myself without my daughter coming in and be like are you peeing or pooping like i'm pooping and then she sits down and starts playing in front of me she just has her guys or whatever she has and she just starts playing i'm like uh okay guess we're doing this that's that's very cute and very hilarious <laughs> it is definitely a full adult or full father right now it is crazy it's funny because after uh the bears game today mm-hmm. colin and i went golfing oh okay nice uh, because we were like we're halfway home and we're like neither of the wives are home you know they were both out yeah. there doing their own things and i was like there's a golf course kind of close to the house that i've been wanting to try so I was like, all right, let's go. So we went and did golfing. And as we're golfing, I was like, dude, so left the house early, went to a Bears game, got home and decided, you know, decided to go golfing. Like we're full like adult dad mode today. You know, it's, it's kind of it's funny. A, yeah, it's like the full like it's like a fulfilling dad day. Yeah. Yeah. Should you do a full 18 or a nine? Just nine. Yeah. Dude, but we flew through. I mean, we finished nine. It's a smaller course. You know, it was very nice course. Um, 
but I mean, we finished nine in like an hour and 20 minutes. Super quick. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, there was nobody else out there, but super quick. So we, we, I thought about doing more, but it was already pretty late. So I'd like to, I'd like to golf, except there's multiple problems. So this is only like the third time that Colin has ever golfed. Yeah. How'd that go for him? He's getting better. He's getting okay. way better than the first time yeah. he ever played, man. Okay, that's that's good. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah. Here's golf has many barriers to entry. Okay. Right. One, you gotta buy a set of clubs, and you can't cheap out. Well, you no, cheap... but you can always find used clubs. You can always for beginners. You know, if you're starting yeah. out and you just want to see how you're doing. You can always find like a set of used clubs or find that old guy that is getting rid of them and you're just like, hey, can I have them? And, you know, you yeah. throw them a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, that's true. But if you don't know what to look for when you get clubs, you're going to like have bad form for the rest of your golf game. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think you can get away with bad clubs for a long time. So that's part one. Part two there's no good way to practice without like paying to go to a golf range or paying to go to a golf course. I, I want to practice in my backyard. So you can, and you can't like, yes, like you the can range buy a is net. the best. Here's the thing. Well, yes, you can buy a net or you can buy like those foam balls that you can hit and oh. they only go, you know, 20 feet or something. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If you want the full effect of how your ball is moving and stuff. So, see, there's people that can, like, swing a ball in one of those foam balls and, like, see how it moves in that 20 feet and be like, oh, that would have went right. I can't mm-hmm. figure that crap out. So, oh, to the me, 20- the range is the best option because you see the full effect of your swing. The full flight. Yeah. Because, like, my and, driver, dude, when I would slice, and I still do sometimes, it yeah. would go straight really well and then just, like, Take a hard right. Yeah. So if I'm only going 20 feet, how am I supposed to see that? Probably, like, oh, well, you could tell it was going to go that way. I'm like, no, I can't. That's fair. And that's the third thing, though. You practice golf more than a lot of other sports. You kind of need a coach to tell you what you're doing wrong. Well, you if, can. If you want to improve. Here's the thing. I've never taken a golf lesson, but I will say I have watched a lot of YouTube videos. And if you can go to the range, so if you could watch like three videos of just like tips and tricks, you know, yeah. and you go to the range maybe, I don't know, once a week for a couple of weeks, I think you could get pretty decent. Because like I don't practice. I never go to the range. My practice is playing the once a week. And so really nothing changes because I'll try to like insert something that I heard or learned on a YouTube video and it works. But then it doesn't work because I'm not practicing consistently. Yeah. So if I went to the range and tried to, like, nail this stuff down, I feel like I would be okay. And all I'm doing is Googling trips for beginner golfers. Yeah. You know? And one of them, I, I mean, I've had a couple that have helped a lot. Oh, yeah? Ooh, yeah. What, what, what are Frank's learned golf tricks for beginner golfers? So there was the one where, like, so I sliced really hard because, you know, you, like, open your wrists. But I don't have the self-control to be able to turn my wrist while mid-swing. Mm-hmm. So there was this is like, okay, well, it might be that you're, you know, you got to, like, start a little more, close the club. And then mm-hmm. when you come through it, as it opens up, it ends up straight. 
But then when you like learn to like make your wrist stronger, you got to start opening it up because then it'll actually hold and go left. So I was going left all of a sudden. And then for somebody who always slices the ball and then I'm going left, I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, and then you take <laughs> here's they do this. There was this thing online that I read. Right. It was like. Add this thing, then add this, then add this. And once you add all three of those, your slice should be gone. But you started one at a time. Yeah. Okay. So that you got used to it. Yeah. So it was like, do this with your foot, do this with your shoulders, do this with your wrists. Okay. Yeah. And then it said, once you see that, you'll notice your ball start to go left because what you're doing is overcorrecting. Mm-hmm. Then what they said to do was take them away in the same order that you added them. Right. Take them away just slightly. And so mm-hmm. I, w- I added all three. Boom. My ball starts going left. I'm like, all right, this is perfect. I take the first thing away back to a slice like instantly. <laughs> it was so annoying. So it, you do need the you need range. You need to practice. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you, you can't learn by playing. Yes, you can, but you can't. Right. You, perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. Practice makes. Uh, what is it? What is the real saying? It's like people say practice make perfect. No, but, but practice. Perfect, perfect practice makes perfect. No, but it's practice makes proficient. Pre- prepared. Proficient. I don't think that's it. There's a real saying. I forget what. I it mean, is. like the like go to is like practice makes perfect, but we all know that it's a load of BS. Right. It's like practice makes. Uh, I forget what it is. Fairly yeah. confident is proficient. Fairly makes confident. Sure. But yeah, so I don't know. I enjoy it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> but not there's terrible. A, I used to be real bad. There's a big hubbub now with golf courses because they're getting priority for like water rights and like drought ridden areas. So like, oh really? I didn't know that. So people are like, you can only flush your toilet once a day, and then the golf course can like use a whole bunch of water to like water all their greens. And people are pissed about it. Oh, that's funny. I will say this golf course that we just played was very well upkept compared to the other ones I've played lately. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it just, it was great. Nice. I mean, you're out more in the middle of nowhere, so maybe just less volume of traffic. Well, you know, because we asked the guy, because we called ahead, because I wanted to make sure we could play before we drove oh, out there, because it's, yeah. it's, yes, more my way, but it's, you know, 20 minutes away from the house. Okay. And so I called ahead, and I was like, hey, do you have time for a walk-on? And he's like, oh, well, you know, what time are you thinking of coming? And I told him, and he goes, okay, well, why don't we just make a tea time? I'm like, right, that that's fine. But then we get there, and there's, like, nobody. I mean, there were people out already, mm-hmm. but nobody came after us. But he was just, like, usually, he says, he says usually it's packed. I'm like, okay. like I could see that, but it wasn't packed today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were very late on a Saturday. Not many people are playing a late Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like, when you golf, you got to start before a certain time, otherwise it's going to get well, dark. Well, huh? yes, and it costs more money to play before noon. So, like, those, a lot of people go play, like, really early in the morning, beat the heat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, a lot of golf courses have, like, a, you know, an opening to noon price yeah. and, a pri- and a noon to close price. That's so funny because Top Golf, it's reverse. Yes. Yeah. Where the morning price is the cheaper price, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but it was a very nice course. I enjoyed it. But. Nice. All right, you got a final numbers. The show's over now. But don't lose your tempers. Here's one more thought. It's the final numbers. Uh.
don't. You don't? <laughs> uh, let me see what I can come up with real quick, Frank, for our fine folks here on the Backyard Bonfire podcast. Um, <laughs> gosh, you know, when you Nothing? don't when you don't really prepare anything. Let's... You know what? Usually we ask each other beforehand. We just didn't this time. And, and we just had nothing going. So yeah. here, I got this. There's a, on my way home, every day, I see this building. And I, at first I thought it was a church. It's not a church. It's like a furniture store. Okay. Okay? Really weird. But they have their signs out front. And their sign used to always have a quote. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. And one of the quotes was by Mother Teresa, right? And I wanted to use it as a final ember one time, and I completely missed it. Okay. And I tried Googling Mother Teresa quotes, and I could not find this this quote in particular. Okay. But they kept having quotes, like, every day, or every, I don't know, maybe they changed it every few days. They would change it. And every day I would look forward to driving by to see the quote. And the sign has been broken now for, like, a month. And every day I drive by, and I hope that it's fixed. And it isn't. That's that's kind of sad. Do you know what you, what? You got to, like, just middle of the night. Drive over there and fix the sign. I dude, if I knew how to fix the sign, I would. What's how's the sign broken? It's electric, and right now it just reads like I don't. Maybe they just stopped oh, doing it's, it. It's a digital sign. It's, it's not a digital like, sign. It's not one where they like put on the top. No, no, no. no. It's a digital sign, and there's actually two of them because it's on a corner. So there's one on the far corner that I can't see because it's so far away. But the one that's on the street that I drive on, it literally just says like. Uh, just something super standard and it never changes and it used to like change like it was on a cycle mm. and one of them was always a quote and this it stopped changing oh that's that's a shame you know what just for that we should like share a mother Teresa quote you know in yeah. honor of the site did you just find one i just googled mother Teresa quotes yeah I, I that's what i did but i could not find the one that they had posted how oh this was a good one if you judge people you have no time to love them there you go, folks. Go out and love some people. <laughs> All right, everybody. Go love some people. Thanks for listening. And remember, there's always room for one more at the Backyard Bonfire. Do, 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 do.